Today is Thursday, June 24th, and you are watching and or listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. I was on such a hot streak with not screwing that up, too. This is uniform exchange. Is it Thursday or July or it's, June? It's, it's sometime <laughs> in June. It could be Thursday. could be Tuesday. Who knows? Gentlemen, welcome to Uniform Exchange, where we get very, 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 very serious, and we present only the most consequential and weighty opinions as to what is happening in the world of sports business. Michael Myers, uh, thank you for having us again. I know at any minute we could be cut, and it is a, a podcast of three, probably speaking for myself mainly, but uh, good to be back. <laughs> I'm wondering, is, did, yes. I, did I do something wrong this week? I'm in the bottom right corner. I don't know if this is like the dunce corner or something. I don't like, or... I don't like being next to Josh. <laughs> he doesn't play well. Oh, oh wow. No. I don't mean on the top either, and that sounds bad. That's wait, a lot of pressure. There, there we there go. There you go. That's what I'm used to saying. That's what I I'd hate to have you guys have to alter your high five strategies. <laughs> it took, it took me literally while. 10 weeks to figure it out. <laughs> even, even, even just going down is hard. Yeah, for those of you at home, these guys are in like a Brady Bunch setup and they're literally high fiving each other from across the country. It's nice. It's very on point. Uh, my name is Michael Myers of Brady Box and the Sports Marketer. As always, I'm joined by Team Marketing Reports, Chris Hartweg. Chris, give a big wave. Can you guys hear that at home? Uh, the big sports guy, Josh Kyles. Wow. The big sports. That was not Josh. The big that sports guy, Josh Kyles. Hello, everyone. And and Goose Island's Mike Smith. Gentlemen. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, oh. oh God. That was well done. Did that done. come through? Did that come through? It's it did. crisp. It's a crisp it's voice. Actually, that, that actually did come through pretty well. How are we today, gentlemen? We're doing well. I see that Mike, uh, dad number two, has the professional microphone, a.k.a. the standard Apple Air earphones. Earphones that come with the come with it? It's been so long since anybody's I purchased one. They the don't even, we don't know the name of it anymore. I'm actually wearing them as well, but they blend into my white shirt. Oh, you're very strategic, as we've learned. Any of our listeners will learn that. Very I'm running on fumes over here. I don't have the chandelier money or a paycheck <laughs> at all to buy any equipment. So under the couch, Mike, we know where all the money goes. It's all in the production value. Um, all right, gentlemen, are we ready for it? I think we are. Uh, it's been an interesting week. Um, we, 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 we're going to start talking about the NFL guys and we'll stay close to home for most of the people on this panel for topic number one. Uh, I assume you guys have been reading the newspaper and or watching local news, but the Chicago Bears have placed a bid on Arlington Racetrack, uh, which for those of you not from Chicago, that's about 30 miles northwest of the city out near-ish O'Hare Airport, a little further actually. And uh, they are eyeing or at least positioning that they are eyeing a potential move to Arlington in preparation for a what they're calling a mega stadium or a super stadium. I want to get people's reactions to this before I go any further. What do you guys think? 
Who's who's calling it a super stadium? Just wondering. Me. What's the difference between a super and a mega? Because I'm very confused. It and is. It's probably it's the difference confusing. of a couple jumbotrons and thirty to forty thousand seats. Yeah, uh, um, they're, they're they're actually just called big screens. Okay, uh, the jumbotron is like it's like Band Aid. It's it's what? It, that's what? jumbotron is a, no, is jumbo? owned by Sony. It's not really what they're all called. You know, we have some good friends over at companies like Dactronics that wouldn't want them called like Jumbotron. Big sponsors well, it looks ours. like somebody big missed out on Amazon's Prime Day because I got a Jumbotron on sale. <laughs> I think that was just a TV, but uh, we'll, we'll let you roll with it. Okay, I'll see when it comes in the mail. All right, <laughs> Mega Stadium. I want this to happen. Back well, to the subject. But- I don't. I don't yeah, like we it. We can settle on it. You don't like it, okay? I don't Why like, don't you it. like it. The the Bears downtown Chicago Soldier Soldier Field with so much history. Um, I know they rebuilt it uh, horribly, but I'd rather have them play somewhere else for a couple of years, demolish, build it up right, than go out to Arlington Heights. The Arlington Heights Bears. I mean, even if they kept anything from the racetrack, it'd be the fans racing one another to get out of the stadium to go join a different NFL club. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I hope it's a power move by the Bears to free up some of the things that they haven't been able to do at Soldier Field. I hope that's all it is. Well, the only the we, problem we is make the, no the, friends on this pocket. We literally make no <laughs> friends here. The thing is, first of all, the whole Arlington 30 miles north, that's like such a Chicago person argument of like, you're not really from Chicago. You're from Arlington. You're from outside the city. But when oh, I leave true. Chicago, I just tell people I'm from Chicago, even though I'm from Arlington. I feel like I've had that conversation literally a thousand times. Um, it's still Chicago. But I think it isn't it more about the fact that the Bears don't own Soldier Field. So they, they can't really leverage everything. And as long as they're there, no matter how much of a power move this is, um, they're, they're, they don't own the stadium. So it's like there's a lot that they can't really do. True. It's owned by uh, the state, right? City of Chicago, the city. state of Illinois. The city. No, the city. Park, it's. Park a, I think it's is it a three-way it's partnership between the park district. district that owns the land, yeah, and then SMG operates the facility, correct? Mm-hmm. State yeah. SMG for, for our friend? S- SMG. SMG. Yeah, SMG. Yeah. Sure. Not S&M, SMG. Oh, hello. <laughs> That's a different podcast. I think that... Chris, how, how you feel, Chris? I... I I I think Josh actually, ironically, the one guy not in Chicago, um, nailed it about Chicagoans. Is I think we're spoiled that uh, well, well now the fire are back downtown, but that all the teams are pretty centrally located. Uh, you know, you've got uh, Hawks and Bulls are basically just outside the loop, and then you know Cubs are barely north, and the Sox are barely south of it. So it's it's just so convenient. We're used to that. And, and that's pretty rare, right? I mean, like, look at where everything is going. You've got Arlington, Texas, not Arlington Heights, Illinois, but like, uh, you know, that whole Dallas Metroplex and everything with the Cowboys. It's following that model, right? It's Jerry Jones. I want this big ass chunk of land that I can develop and I can sell. I can become a landlord. I can sell residential. I can commercial, all that stuff. So I don't blame them. I mean, it makes perfect sense. And it's not actually. Uh, unusual to be outside the city. Uh, it's just unusual for Chicago. And to Mike's, Mikey Smith's point is, I think it would, I think it would have some negative impact in Chicago. But then again, Bears fans are so freaking passionate that, you know, they'll get over it. They'll just, you know, put a um, where it depends under their Zubaz for that ride, longer ride home. 
Oh, <laughs> thank you to our sponsor, Depends. Uh, and Zubas. I would say that you're both correct. All three of you are right, uh, ironically. Um, and Chris, but now for the real right. But here's <laughs> the real answer. Go ahead, Myers. Now, now the correct, the correct and opinion. There it is. Um, no, I think Chris, you're actually both right and wrong. Um, in that, in that, it's not just Chicago. St. Louis has all three stadiums within eight. Chicago's not a major city, though. You stop comparing St. Louis to Chicago's Chicago. not a major city. You mean St. No, Louis? St. Is not Louis a major is city. not a major it's, city. It's a top twenty city. Uh, Cincinnati, all the stadiums are really near each other. Cleveland, again, all 10, near 12, each other. 15, but like, I can start rattling off a bunch of stadiums and cities where the stadiums okay. are close to each other. But Chicago, to your point, many stadiums are. New York, aren't. LA, major cities. Yeah. Oh, the three. There's only three major cities. And uh, now that we're clear that there's three major cities in the United States, we can move on to the next topic. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so it, it, you're all right. I, it's going to be a pain. A pain. Uh, I do think it's more real than just a tactic anymore though in the last couple of days it's come out well i mean the bears announced a major partnership with rivers casino and one of the well the one of the owners of the racetrack minority owners within i think he's the operator of the casinos is a minority owner of the bulls and the white Sox, and uh all of these things potentially signaling yeah, potentially signaling other markers for a bit more serious of a conversation than maybe just, uh, you know, an overture and what Lori Lightfoot would like to think was that original conversation. So, yeah, um, I, I don't think I don't think it. I, I, I think it's I think it's real. I don't think it's just yeah. negotiating. I think one Me way too. or another, the Bears are going to get a be- even better deal at Soldier Field. But yes. uh, but I think it's legit. I mean, it's it, how could it not be? Like you said, and yeah, Duchess one the connections there. It's it it makes too much sense. It's and it's where all the sports arenas are going. I mean, even in in Wrigleyville, you know, the Ricketts buying everything around from the rooftops to the you know commercial properties. We, we've seen that they're becoming the developer and owning everything in, in sight is. Very beneficial. It is the way of the future. It is the way we are well, going. And it's because and I don't think that stuff is there. there's no there's no rough share on those pieces. Right. That's right. why the you know the the Hickory Capital and all those other subsidiary companies are set up is because they Family don't have to group, the sports group, partners, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. I'd, I'd right. really like to see if this is one of the first times that I can remember the city eventually budging to sell some of the parks, like coming together to let them sell the park space to the bears to accommodate them. Uh, whether, you know, they don't usually or have never done that and figuring out a rent share or a tax that they can still make money after the sale and to see if that would open the door to sell more park space uh, around the city or have a landslide effect that way. Uh, they're kind of back against the wall where if they do it for the bears, it might open up other places it's, it'll be interesting to see how the the city and the parks counter if they ever do you know continues to move forward i think it'll that's be all of those that's a fascinating point mike i mean that that actually i didn't really think about that but the it's it's going to be that would be very hard the friends of the park group in chicago is very very powerful has a mm-hmm. big voice and it depends on um God, who, who i'm now blanking on it. it was on the tip of my tongue of the the um 
uh, well, I mean, we saw it fighting against Washington Park being developed for the Olympics, but I'm forgetting there was another one that it's, you know, deeded supposedly forever and ever to mm-hmm. the people of Chicago. Mm-hmm. But maybe it is that the stadium, they, they own it and they keep the parking around it or something. But then the Bears aren't going to agree to that either. Who knows? So Who knows? That's an interesting point. A lot. There will be a lot on the table and a lot of things discussed, but you're right. The city's going to do everything they can to keep it downtown. The Bears see an opportunity and uh, they, I promise you, they will explore it to its fullest extent. Prediction, will it, will it move? Rapid prediction. We've gone three minutes over on the topic already. Rapid prediction, will it move, Chris? I'll, I'll, I no. think, I think it will. No, I, I, if I have to save, so I think this, I think this happens. Yeah, Josh. Yes, but not very quickly. Yeah, Mike. As a fan, no, but being a realist, uh, I'll side with Josh and say it will happen, but not very quickly. I say I they'll, they'll, it'll happen. It'll get inked sometime in the next year, and it won't happen until twenty thirty three on our three thousand six hundred forty second podcast. <laughs> well, that is that is when their lease at Soldier Field goes until. So it's yes. possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it? I thought that that date actually did make yes, sense. Yes, twenty thirty three is when the Bears lease goes till. Now we've talked more about Chicago than we ever should have on this podcast. Let's so. yes, we're, we're officially <laughs> we are officially four minutes over schedule already. All right, next topic: the NFL has engaged. And anytime you we're say right on sex, you're gonna, yeah, that's yeah. right on time. No, these two topics go in the first eight minutes. Uh, so we're currently oh, so four minutes over. Oh, yes or no? Oh, oh, yes or no. oh, yeah. All right. So the NFL has engaged Goldman Sachs to start looking at potential partners nice. and secure media rights for their outside money management or money and management for their subscription assets. The Red Zone, NFL Network. Um, all the other, they just list them as NFL digital properties, but it's NFL.com, but it's also a bunch of podcasts and a bunch of other things. Um, what are we thinking guys? How do you feel about this? I what mean, are the ramifications of this? They already, what they secured a hundred billion dollars for their various deals with the Amazons and the Fox CBS NBCs of the world. So yes. they are thinking, Maybe we can get another ten billion for for packaging our digital assets. Just just ten billion, I think. You know, we shouldn't expect much more or less um, from them on on this. But I'm curious as to what exactly their thoughts are. I mean, like I, I, I mean, I how much they, money? How much money is too much money for the NFL to have at one time? Like, what are they doing with there this? There is no one? limit. That's and, official. And it's like let's let's just step back for a second before we get anybody else's answers on this. Let's fast forward NFL in ten years. Like, okay. what is going? What what's what path are they going down to be selling any and everything, getting the highest bid? What's the money being used for? And at the end of the day, us as fans, do we get a better product out of it? No. Probably not. They just make more money to use for what? Yeah, yeah I'm not sure the last part's going to happen. Getting the better product out of it. I'm sure they're trying to make a better product every day, but they're not going to. They're not alone in this. They're not alone in this. Media rights has exploded. All of these things have exploded. They've sort of kept these these particular products within like, and and I'm a direct TV guy, so I see the NFL Sunday Ticket and I watch the Red Zone Channel and I and I watch it through that. NFL Network is separate than that. It's living as a cable network on different channels and so on. So I, I don't know if it really changes much necessarily for the fan, 
but I, I certainly don't think this is going to go away. I don't think this is going to change. I mean, every league's doing this across the board now. Um, it's, uh, it's first of all, it's smart. They do have a massive asset. Um, it's one that's a proven commodity that can carry ancillary products, right? They, they've, they've proven that you can put something on the back of the NFL and the NFL can support it. Even ones that they don't own, like Fox built a network by having NFL rights uh, and, and placing, they built their Sunday night lineup using the NFL. Um, I don't know any predictions on who are the, the top suitors. I mean, is it Amazon Disney? Is it the, is it the typicals Amazon Disney Verizon? Is it the guys going to be talking to first? I think you got to look, yeah, first and foremost at the Amazons and Disney's of the world because it just makes sense to package this all one place digitally. I another thing that I could definitely see happening is them to kind of beef up their own NFL app. I know there is one on a lot of smart TVs, web apps. I I feel like that could be, you know, creating a a must see kind of go to app for the NFL because right now I don't think anybody would call the current NFL app. I mean, we all have smart TVs and we all probably have the NFL app maybe, but I don't watch it very often. So, no, I don't, you know, maybe creating a, creating like a must see uh, their own kind of digital home base uh, would, would make sense. I I don't know that they necessarily need any of the other networks, but obviously they're going to be willing to pay a lot of money for it. So, yeah, this is where Mikey's um, Bitcoin, somebody rich off Bitcoin is going to be able to come in and swoop. Yeah, splo- and- splooge coins coming in. They're going to <laughs> swipe it up. They're going to make a mockery of it, probably double their money, sell it to uh, Apple, and we're, then we'll wait we're for We're so update. angry. We're all I so angry know what happened. I've had a rough week, okay? I've had a rough week. There, I said it. <laughs> uh, Chris, any last parting words before we slide into the next topic? No, move along. No. I'm an investor in Splooge Coin. Yeah, he is. He's a big investor in Splooge Coin. All right. Um, We've taken a detour. College football playoff expansion. This is a a math problem. I don't know if you guys can solve for X for this, but that's if more money equals more problems to more teams, which equals more money. What is is X? Uh, Yeah, right? Your head just exploded. NCAA who? Yeah, so the college football playoff board of managers authorized, I love this, by the way, I just love this. They authorized the conference commissioners to discuss the growth, the potential growth from four teams to 12 teams in the college football playoffs. This is, it's such an NCAA, just the sentence is NCAA, just everything about it, just, and it's, and it's, and it's not, it's college football playoffs. This is a different committee, but it just, there's, it's so NCAA. (laughs) <laughs> they, they they have working group presents to the CFP management committee. I'm going to see if I get this right. So the working group presents to the CFP management committee, which ex- consists of 10 uh, uh, FBS commissioners and Notre Dame, right? Yeah. So 11 people. Then total, after they, I, think. At, I think it's 11. And then after they present to those people, then they go present to the CFP board of managers, which is a different group in conjunction with the same people they had just presented to, who essentially says, yes, you're free to consider it. Is anybody whiteboarding this, Chris? Are you whiteboarding this? Like, I'm completely lost. Yeah. Uh, My point is they do a lot to get to the point where they say, yes, you can consider. You can look into it. That's where they are now. They're at a point where they can look into it. 
My favorite part is that they met about it and they decided, yes, this would be something good to look into after the NCAA said you can look into it. And then in a total you know, NCAA move, they will not meet again for three full months until September 28th after <laughs> a long, hard summer review process. So it has – I wonder if it would be different if it was like a different season. Like if it, would a winter review process be any different – than a summer review process, but we're going to be waiting months to hear anything. And they're not going to share any of their findings or any of their details until that time. We are, so. we are grumpy. We are grumpy. <laughs> I, to, in their defense, it, there's a lot of players. They're looking to break it. They're going to have to break a current contract to do this. Like it's through 25 or 26 with ESPN. They've got all the college new Year's six bowl games committed. They like, they're going to have to get a lot of people to agree to do this and come up with a way to make it happen before it can happen because they're going to have to break a current contract to make this happen. So I, I recognize that this is not going to be an overnight fix. I'm just shocked do, that the NCAA just doesn't handle this themselves. You know, they're so mm-hmm. good at they're so finding solutions. That. Yeah. I just, I want to network. I want to network. I hope someone's listening or people listening this week, by the way, I forgot to check. How it. many, how many yeah. people how many we, have, we haven't gotten a, a count. Yet. What's the count? We're up fifteen. Five five hundred and twenty-five. We're up fifteen people. Okay, from the so game we're we're under the cap wow. for this we're comment. Ahead. I want someone yeah. to to create a sports network where we just get to uh, listen in on these meetings that they're having, and then uh, something you like know, C-SPAN? The, the, yeah, like C-SPAN, <laughs> but exactly, but for all this stuff. Thank you. Gong agrees. I don't, I don't see how it couldn't work. C-SPAN's ratings are off the charts. <laughs> like, could you could you imagine if they like treated those meetings like C-SPAN? Uh, nays to yays for thirty minute extended lunch break. Who's picking up the bill? What are we talking about? Recess for three months. Goodbye. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are we talking about? I Recess for three months. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. That feels right. Everybody's silent clapping at home. We get it. We understand now. Take my money. (laughs) Major League Baseball getting unstuck finally. Uh, On Monday, they started checking, guys. Have you been watching? Hilarious. (laughs) Spellbound. It is is musty television. There have only been a few incidents. Um, I think, who was Max Scherzer? That was Joe Girardi and Max Scherzer, right? Joe, Joe, Max got checked twice. Joe said I'm go to his hair a few more times than he normally would. How, how do you guys feel about that? You're talking about Joe. You're talking about Joe. You're talking about Joe. No, West. no, Joe Girardi. Joe West. No, no, he's actually innocent still. He started this whole thing, but he's he's innocent for now. No, Cat Joe Gate. Girardi. How do you guys feel? Scherzer was not happy. It seemed Scherzer was not happy. I find was, uh, that interesting, by the way. He was he was uh, starting to take his pants off. Uh, in frustration to like well, Sergio Romo down. took his pants off. Sergio Romo actually pulled his pants down to his thighs. <laughs> right. He uh, did. Did I make a comment a few weeks back on like episode uh, four or five or where, yeah. it, mm-hmm. where the, the relievers should come out just in their jock strap or underpants and then uh, the ball Dress. boy or the uniform boy would come out and hand <laughs> the them a nicely boy. folded uniform and that's just part of the warm up. Like let's just skip the bullshit and go to that. You know? <laughs> We're close. Hand sanitizer. Yeah, you are ready to pitch. Are they are they doing these checks between literally every inning? Because I feel like for guys like Max no. Scherzer, they were. But uh, no. I well, saw a video it, of Shohei Otani. He seemed very happy to you know 
give him his hat and glove and there've only the, been really like three incidents like Sergio Romo his, his he kind of got upset about it um Scherzer's he wasn't tested every inning but he was checked twice but he only threw five innings and then Girardi asked the third time so essentially 60% of his innings he was actually checked cuz he didn't go very far into the game um and then there was another one I'm having try I can't remember the other one but there've been a couple but for the most part it's been very uneventful as it should be I kind of think it's funny that Max Scherzer reacted the way he did. We're in this position because pitchers, pitchers did this to themselves. Pitchers refusing to hide the fact that they were breaking every rule in the book is why this happened. If they were, if they had hidden what they had been doing for all these years, including Max Scherzer, I am certain. And I I think he was even listed on the the guy from Anaheim who got fired on that list of major league players who sought him out for that specific blend. Yes, he was listed, yeah. Probably not the guy that should be getting too incredulous about somebody saying, hey, maybe check that dude. But, you know, what well, I, think it takes a lot of it was, I think it, it was talk about competitor. I think it was Girardi just poking the bear, too. And it worked. <laughs> it got into Scherzer's head. If he's, you know, getting all pissy about it, it's part I of the gamesmanship, right? Max Scherzer getting mad is rarely a good thing for an opposing hitter. Yeah. And that guy doesn't get too rattled, but yes, I think that might have been part of it, Chris. I think you're right. Um, I did love the fact that the umps, though, they have to go out and do this. They, they're they're clearly uncomfortable. The umps are clearly uncomfortable in doing it. They're almost apologetic. I, I haven't seen the photo, but somebody was telling me that there was an, a player in oh, his name's Craig Stammon. Stam Stammon, I think maybe Stand a Padres. Man, yeah, Stammon. Sure. Yeah, the stand man uh, that that actually had visible pine tar on his hat. They checked his hat, his glove, and his belt, and handed it back to him, and went on like nothing. But you could see that he clearly had it on the hat. So I'm not even sure if the umps are actually looking. I don't. It could all just be window dressing, for all I know. But uh, the batting averages are up 10 to 20 percent as, or 10 to 20 points as are the uh, slugging percentages. So I think all in all, it's going to be a good thing in the long run, and it's really not going to. It's not going to be that big of a deal, to be quite honest. Yeah, you've seen it with the Cubs; they've just their offense has just taken off in the last ten days. Oh yeah, watch oh, my wait. Cardinals that are. Yeah, they're going in the toilet. My Cardinals have been shut out four times since they implemented the rule. So I, I <laughs> definitely not the offense. It's a race yeah, to the bottom yeah. in the NL Central. Oh, <laughs> it's not. It's not super pretty. All right. Uh, also staying with major league baseball, this one's interesting on the business side, FTX, here's Ascoin for you, uh, Josh, no, FTX. I'm not calling you Ascoin. I no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the first cryptocurrency really to get deep into the, well, the first one to do an Inca deal with a league. First, first of all, to, of the big, crypto exchange. Let's make yes, sure to crypt, delineate the that. first crypto exchange to ink a deal with a league. Um, they'd already done a couple other deals. You guys are aware of these, I'm sure. The Miami. Yeah, they, they're the new. Yeah, they're the heat. They took over American Airlines Arena. Like, actually, the name swap happened last week or so, ten days ago. But yeah, yeah. yeah so they're they're into sports already. But this is something. And, and the ump patches. That's just you know. I'm, well, that's the I, other part of this. Yeah. It, I think I'm just curious time. of like how did that come about. Right. Like I, how the, the deal actually came together. I'm super like, did somebody on MLB side say we need to sell on patches or the, somebody, you know, thinking outside the box, as they'd say at FTX saying, well, why don't we do something? It's not 
geared around any certain team. It's not geared around any players, but it's everybody's going to see that shit when every ump has it on. So why don't we, and, and we can kind of set the pricing. I, I don't know. I, I just think that that's, it was probably uh, all of those things to be yeah, fair. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. They also did deal with the Major League Baseball Players Association, which I don't know. The umpires are part of MLB or are they part of MLBPA? Uh, they have their own association. They, they, the they have their own. They have their own union. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I guess this came through the league probably with the the okay of the umpires association. Did they yeah, have a committee they, that said it was they, okay to talk about it, and then they well they met. went they 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 went through the college football playoff committee. They met with eleven commissioners. Who yeah. went through the NCAA? They finally got an appointment with Mark Emmert, and Emmert said, "You may proceed with thinking about negotiating." We Chris, shall, re- sure we where, shall meet in three months. From now. I'm not sure where you think we can just make fun of the NCAA and Mark Emmert like that, but that's just not what this show's about. Chris. I heard, I heard he said, at, if, if if I presented that idea to him, I think I know exactly what he'd say." That sounds right. Dynamite so, dropping, Monty. Wow. Did you guys plan that out? Or was that, was wow. that a person? You guys been doing some side I combos? We're on the That was not planned, but I could hear at the beginning of a sentence where he was going with that. I could tell he was leading up to Josh, something good. Josh, you want to do our little bit right now, or should we wait until the end? <laughs> We're going to need at least six more weeks to practice before we can well, pull, Let's just call it what it is. We need like three that. months to get this thing <laughs> where it needs to be. Me and, yeah. my, me and dad number two are going to take about three months, and we'll come out with something on podcast number 36. And it's going to be so on point. So on point. To be fair, Josh, it does really open the door for us to meet with Asscoin. I think this does pave the way for splooge, whatever. And I think it, I think it really does. We've really we've detoured sharply to the right here. Um, all right, uh, next <laughs> next topic. Next topic, please, someone save me. Um, we have Supreme Court ruling really against the NCAA. Um, <laughs> what does it mean? What is next? Anyone Anyone want to weigh in on this? For, well, for anybody listening at home, you're missing the uh, the subtitles we have or the titles at the bottom. It says, one large supreme, extra smackdown, please. <laughs> Which just we have to give all credit to our... Uh, producer. Our, faith, our producer and director awesome. and host and... The guy with the right opinion all the time, Marsha, um, a.k.a. Mike Myers. But, uh, yeah, they they did rule quite the smackdown. Nine to zero ruling from a court that many thought would be on different pages about a lot of major issues. I think one of the most telling things, everybody was on the same page uh, with this ruling. When uh, Party Boy Kavanaugh is uh, ripping you a new bunghole you know you've screwed right. something up I, I mean that that was very i mean it was interesting like like you were saying I, I i expected it to be much more split and probably more favorable to the ncaa and to see it nine zip and and i'm getting basically the infrastructure for the next uh you know the next for, for the lower courts to decide off of in that favor i mean that i well, we all know the NCA is smarter than all the rest of us, so they'll figure it out. But I mean, it's it was yeah, I, I did not expect them to get the shit kicked out of them like that. Basically, yeah. I mean, overall, the decision right now it was all uh, relating to educational benefits 
You know, right. the NCAA is still going to – they did keep their ability to be able to decide on other benefits. and uh, But overall, with Kavanaugh writing the, the, the opinion – he was actually very hard, you know, basically one one quote that, that stood out was that nowhere else in America can businesses get away with agreeing not to pay their workers a fair market rate. And yet the NCAA has been doing that. So use that as their marketing tool of all well, things, saying that it was yeah. going to hurt good, their good reputation. For them, though. That's the way it should have been years ago. Like, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised, but not too much. I'm glad they made the right call on that. Like, yeah. Kick that tyranny down. Well, it's interesting that the last half of that sentence, Josh, is is really powerful. You know, you said nowhere else in America they not, you know, can a company not pay their employees a fair market rate on the basis that their product is defined by not paying workers a fair market rate. <laughs> yep, yep. The rest of that sentence, the entire basis is they're amateurs. We don't pay them. And for that reason, we won't pay them, uh, which is, you know, a lot of irony mixed into that. And uh, you're you're right though it doesn't it doesn't change too terribly much yet. Um, the NCAA still has the right to say what is truly educational and what isn't, which I find interesting that they're allowing the NCAA to create the guidelines for what is educational and what's not. Um, they did use the word reasonable, but so it means they're going to keep an eye on it. But it's interesting. What do you think? Does this is this the first domino in a bunch of things to fall for the NCAA now? Well, yep. I think the first domino was Florida. I mean, a few years ago, passing passing their NIL law and then the other states that we've seen since. But it's certainly, this could be the largest domino to fall. And we heard another uh, beer being opened there by dad number two, Mike Smith. Thank you. I started with the 12 uh, ounce. It was small. He started with a 12 ounce. Yeah, it was, it was 14%, but it, it was only 12 ounces. Disclaimer. Um, disclaimer. But no, I think that this is going to make it very difficult for the NCAA moving towards the future to continue to claim amateur status as all of these, you know, uh, the, these cases in the lower courts are being decided over the next few years. So um, they definitely were exposed in a lot of ways that you know it's going to be hard for them to go back on in terms of you know a lot of their arguments, the NCAA's well, yeah. arguments. That is, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we'll be. Next Thursday, hopefully there'll still be a world left if it isn't the apocalypse from the NIL stuff going into effect in a bunch of states. I mean, it's going to be very, it's very, it was already Wild West because as we've kind of beaten this topic to death, basically, but I mean, for the NCAA to just not, and we still don't have anything from this, these latest meetings of what's the proposal of legislation or the way to, to, to manage through this process and and, and they're going to do it in-house. When they went through months, that RFP of nine months or whatever it was, to hire a third party to help them do this. And then, nah, 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 right before it goes live, nah, 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 we don't. We don't. Listen, Chris, I mean, we, know, we know that all hands have been on deck for the college football playoff expansion to be able to, be able to discuss that, all right? So give them a break. Give the guys a break. Dad. That's Do you great. want my head to explode? <laughs> that, that's Mark Embert. Can we make that's, another yeah, Mark we need, a, we need a new Mark Embert. There's too much <laughs> going on. My head to explode. It really is interesting, though. They the Those laws, Chris, that you're mentioning that go into effect on July 1st in six states. Th- that's Seven. Six states Ohio, just, Ohio just fast-tracked one that I, that I believe goes into effect 
this first, not like, oh, we're going to fast track it. And well, when can it start? Uh, July 1st of 2026. No, this one is actually, I, I was just seeing it right before we went on. But um, anyway, sorry, seven, go. No, go. yeah, no, I think we're saying the same thing. It's who, who knows if they don't have something done the next seven days, well, then those laws and local and schools and conferences are going to start putting in place regulations. They're not going to wait. They can't wait for the NCAA. So the NCAA now is going to create stopgap regulations and they're going to do temporary rules. It's, it's just, it's not, it's, it's a bit of a mess and uh, it's going to be entertaining to watch. I hope we can stop talking about this at some point in time. It literally it's, I don't want to talk about it every week, but it's, becomes such a big part of what's happening on the sports landscape. And it's going to affect so much of one particular sport, but it's going to affect so many, many, many people. Well, once um, it's S-SPAN, be... the offspring of C-SPAN goes live, then we can just yeah. let everyone watch that and be completely bored to death until something yeah. happens. <laughs> well, and the other part too, is this ruling <laughs> in the last couple of days, it really doesn't have anything to do with the top athletes. The NIL no. stuff, people are going to make the most money on the NIL. This isn't going to affect. This is for all the other athletes that tuition and books and laptops are really going to make a big difference in the short run. Um, that they're going to be affected by that in the short run. So, all right. Um, we have a lot of topics that were brought up today. Topics? I'm let you guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say? There's that Brit. There's oh, that Brit. Oh, now it's time. Brit's I heard the gong. gong. Now it's time yeah. to do Yeah. So who's got one for me? Uh, can I go? I'll go first. Yeah, you can go car, first. Car, I, 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 uh, hot topics. Hot topics. Uh, hot topics. Uh, Carl, Nas, Nasib, Nasib. Why? I, I've, I've got a Nassib. mental block on it. Nasid, yeah. Na- oh, it's right? different. Every, I think it's Nasid. I've heard Nasid, but maybe it's Nasid. It ends with a B. So let's yeah. just. Right, yeah, Nasib. What yeah. am I saying? You said Nasid. 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 That's an awful Pan. 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 Yeah, I, I think I can pan? clear up this whole Pan Pam in the situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Carl Nasid. Carl, Carl Chris, Nasid. As Josh Collins would <laughs> Uh, Las, the Las Vegas Raiders, I had to write it down, Las Vegas Raiders, because I, when I thought about it before, yeah. and I said Oakland. Uh, Las yeah. Vegas Raiders defensive end came out this week, 28-year-olds, uh, seven, this is going into a seventh year in the NFL, becoming the first active NFL player to publicly uh, state that he's gay. And I just think it's, uh, I, I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's the, the timing, you know, Pride Pride Month and all that kind of stuff, obviously, I, I think weighs into that. But that the stigma and all the all that kind of stuff around doing this has been, you know, so toxic for so long, and misconceptions about what that could do to the locker room and everything else. That uh, you know, it's about time. It's I think it was Warren Moon I saw you know comment the other day. He's like, hey, I had you know multiple friends, buddies that were you know outstanding players during my day that were gay but couldn't felt that they could never come out. And so it's not, it's not like, you know, this, uh, you know, it, it, it's just suddenly now happening. It's just finally, these guys can talk about it. And so anyway, it's the positive response until 2021 yeah. for this, that, right. for the first one, like 
Right. My God, it's 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 crazy. this should have happened years ago. Years yeah. Ago. Now, I mean, I'm not. I try to stay away from both ends of the spectrum, far mm-hmm. left, far far right. So I, but I'm not seeing a lot of back. Not certainly not a strong backlash. I'm sure it's out there, but that the fan support is strong. He's over like 720,000 likes on his Instagram posts, and it's gotten very positive press coverage. The NFL came out with a wonderful statement to, to back it up. And then the sports business-wise, what's really cool and probably is as big of a pivot on anything for everybody to go, oh, well, we could make money off this. He's the biggest selling jersey on Fanatics right now for uh, whatever. It's the last three or four couple days. couple of days anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's cool. And, and then, very cool. you know, he – he donated $100,000 to the Trevor Project that's uh, that's uh, crisis suicide prevention for LGBTQ. And the NFL is matching that. So they're going to that organization is getting this huge exposure boost, plus at least $200,000 and probably a lot of other people chipping in money for a really worthy cause. So anyway, I, I just think that that's uh, super cool. And, and it's coming out in a like you said, Mike, that. What the, why did this take so long? At least it's 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 not sitting there turning into some kind of a firestorm or something. So, sure. Anyway, yeah. it's good news. You know, I, I think I think one of the sentiments that I've seen. Well, first of all, it's been really cool to see some of the top players in the league supporting it. Guys like Saquon, JJ Watt coming out and uh, publicly supporting it. So that's been awesome. There's been a lot of other guys too. Those are just a couple that come top of mind. And then also one of the sentiments that I've seen from a lot of people is, you know, hopefully that this type of news in the near future isn't necessarily newsworthy. It's just a, it doesn't have to be such a big deal. It doesn't. And I think that's kind of the next step, but it's awesome to uh, see all the support. It's awesome that he felt, you know, comfortable enough to do it. And he'll also, you know, he'll go down in in history. I think, you know, helping a lot, a lot of kids that are coming Mm -hmm. up both male, both male and, and it's it's a little, a little bit less stigma in, in female sports. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's awesome. And like a lot of people have said, it'd be, it would be even more awesome once, you know, these type of stories aren't such newsworthy, um, topics, but in the meantime, we'll, we'll celebrate it. Yep. Yeah. And it would be wrong to not take a second to tip your cap to Michael Sam, who was the first player really Uh to do this and didn't have nearly the happy ending, uh, as, as Nasib or Carl, we'll call, we'll just go with Carl. Uh, is having Michael Sam, maybe if he had it to do over again, would do it a little differently. He came out before the draft. So then yeah. he was the defense. I think he was the co-defensive player of the year in the SEC for Missouri. And yeah. he did not get drafted. And I, who knows whether it played a role or it didn't. Oh, it had I to have. I'm sorry, but it couldn't have. Yeah. I mean, you don't win defensive player of the year and not get drafted in the seventh round. Because yeah, I mean, I get it, height and speed, and there are certain other things on the combine and everything that people look at. But guy makes a lot of tackles to get co-defensive player of the year, and then comes out as gay and doesn't get drafted. And I don't know, did he ever get a cup of coffee? I feel like maybe he got a he couple. Was of in camp, but he was in camp, but he never. I don't think he ever was. I'm pretty sure he got some reps in like a preseason game. He might have even had a sack in one of the games. Never made a roster. Uh, so code for something did i miss it like cup of coffee is that like you made it to the practice squad i i just i feel lost all of a sudden it's one of the unwritten rules yes cup of coffee is if you get it if you make it to the show if you step foot during a live professional event that's your cup of coffee i think Ah. i don't know where that i don't know where the original i don't know where that came from Cup well, of you coffee. Many for a cup of coffee, and then you were gone, and then nobody ever saw I, you again. That's I guess that's, that's it. it 
I guess that's it. It's not uh, like coming out of left field, which means you're kind of crazy, which is because of Wrigley Field out in left field past it. You think had, you uh, think that's mental, where that came from? Inst- it's where it came from. It had a mental institution. I had I had a cup of coffee in left field once. Topics. Speaking of the Cubs, did I hear, hear Mike it. Smith? Did my World Series uh, MVP for what? Not for the Cubs, but. Uh, Ben Zobrist, how, how sad is is that whole story? Did oh my god, it's, it's, it's horrible! Sorry. It's it's horrible. I, I don't even want to get into the details. If if you want to know about it, uh, you've probably heard. But uh, just uh, a few years back, um, I was out at. Can, do I have time for a little story? A little, yeah, yes, little thing? Yes. So, a couple yeah, years back, I was time. at one of the Chicago like street fests, and it uh, it was the year that. Uh, Zorbis was taken off from from playing professionally and there with the family and kids and you know doing some stuff I look over and there's Ben and I looked up and he looked down at me I was bending over I'm not I'm not as tall as him but uh, we made eye contact for a second and then like time stopped and in my head I'm like what's up Ben and Ben looked over he's like hey man you look like a Sox fan and I was like uh yeah i am but what's that have to do with this conversation we just started and he's like uh you're right and i was like uh you should be playing ball right now you look a little down what's going on my man and he looked back and he was like "Ah, i don't want to get into it and i was like it looks like uh your lady thinks she might be uh cheating on you that's what it looks like and he's like yeah uh i think it's with my pastor too and He's been uh, stealing money from my charity alongside that. And I was like, God, I know what that's like, man. And I was like, shit, I don't know what that's like. I was just trying to comfort him. And uh, he was like, well, you know. This was all happening in your head? Yeah, this is happening in our head. We're making eye contact. This time stopped. Get back. Stay with me. Okay, so time stopped. I'm like, man, that sucks. Time didn't stop on this podcast, just for the record. I'm I'm almost then. He's like, yeah. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we came out like time like went on, and uh, I looked down. I was like, hey, and he was like, hey, and then we just went our separate ways. But we had a connection. I knew. He knew. I knew. Stop. Oh my God! This was the story about Ben Zobris that you wanted to tell. We had a moment. <laughs> it was good. It, it sounds like it. You can, you can edit oh that out later. I, I should have worked on that a little bit more. <laughs> it's a true story. I mean, it all this happened, happened in my 2018. Head. Yeah, 2018. Your head in 2018. Thank you to the Terry Crews topic change. I'm just going to go on mute for the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> probably, that's probably a good idea at this point. We've got time for one more topic. Josh, you had raised your hand a second ago. What were you bringing up? I did not raise my hand a second ago, but I oh, that's a I lie for hand. anybody. I was just laughing um, really okay. hard at that story. He that laughs totally... like he's going down a roller coaster. <laughs> 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 Raised hands and all. <laughs> Such a weird laugh, but go ahead. I, that was that was Myers that made that laugh for anybody listening at home. Um, but yeah, I wanted to give a big shout out to my boy Eli, Eli Manning. And uh, he's joined the front office for the New York Giants in a fan right. engagement and community relations role. Um, huh. So that's interesting. But I think 
first of all, I love Eli. He's he will forever be my quarterback for the New York Giants. But uh, this has also kind of started a little not started, but brings up a little bit of a trend that we've seen recently as well. Uh, former athletes going back to their former retired athletes going back to their former organizations in some type of front office role. I think Myers, you were you you brought up Jeff Gordon to Hendricks, or was that Chris? Yeah, yeah, I think um, Chris brought but, that up, but it's true. Um, but I mean, a lot of it. It's I mean, Jeff is. Uh, I mean, I think he's in it to win it. He's in it. To, he's really invested in it. He's going to run the team. But, he's going to be the team. He's yeah. going to. He's going to take over for Rick Hendrick. I mean, that's been the plan for a long time. And you know, I worked with Hendrick for six years plus. I mean, I saw like him close. more than you like, like Coach Jashevsky. Oh my God! The complete opposite. Yes, Jeff is a, <laughs> Jeff. Jeff is actually a great dude, and uh, and uh, he treats people well. Uh, unlike uh, that's good uh, rat face. So uh, he was always, my, always my favorite NASCAR driver. That guy, but he, Jeff he's Gordon's a good rainbow but, warrior. But yeah, yes, rainbow but warrior. but the there's so many of these guys that are there. Even sometimes it's a fan engagement you know, ambassador role. And it's just keeping them on payroll to show up and sign autographs. And that's what I'm curious about. Like Eli, I don't see him being happy doing that. He's not going to do it just to do that. I would think he'd actually have some contributions, some things to say. And so, you know, good for well, him. Well, Ken Griffey Jr. was signed by Major League Baseball uh, a while back, kind of the same role. And I was excited, huge fan of him in the 90s and everything he did. And I'm like, what is he going to bring to – Major League Baseball, and I think we're all still waiting, you know. Yes. And it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't bad, actually. Like, seen, it's just like yeah, this was news to me. It. Yeah, I guess the Eli Manning thing. I guess the Giants were like, "What could we do to be successful, but really uninspiring? Let's go get Eli Manning, right?" <laughs> That's what he specializes in. <laughs> like, I just want one more snap. Just one more snap. Listen, Go out on top. Listen, if if winning two Super Bowls against the greatest of all time isn't inspiring enough hey. for you, I don't really okay, know. Okay, okay, Josh, I'm going to call you out right now. I we all sure should know he was on your fantasy football team. So, what was the name of your fantasy football team when he was on it? Go. You know, it's funny. I I haven't changed my fantasy football team name in about ten years. It's it's Josh's OK team. It's it's just like the, the standard. One. He's a big Oklahoma fan. I think it sums it up right there. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean that. I told you I ride and die with with Eli. But, Eli Manning. Um, no, I do think really it's interesting. Like a nice guy. Some of the more yeah. uh, they're like, who's the second best member of a family, or the third best member of a family that we could get to come work with us here with the Giants. Family. I'm pretty sure who's the biggest. Who's the biggest Archie? hater on this Peyton. podcast? The number one Not hater. Me. Is Michael guy. W. I love Eli Manning. Myers. Oh, I fingers pointing Eli the top left right now. The guy with the only opinion. No Why don't you go have fun rooting for your St. Louis football team? Huh? That, that, that'll be oh, fun for everyone. Wow. Oh, now. Wow. Cuts oh, deep. Low blow. Low blow. Cuts but also deep. a shout out to another former player who won NBA GM uh, Executive of the Year, James Jones with the Phoenix Suns, who might actually have a chance of winning the NBA championship. Crazy, right? Um, he's he's another former player who's I mean he he's helping to run the team more more of like what Jeff Gordon will be doing for you know Hendricks maybe on a lower level right, because there's like a, a million of those guys that are special advisor to the right chairman. right it's like they don't do shit and yeah it's 
it's just you know. I feel like, I, agree. I think Eli. I think Eli will do a little bit more than just showing up and and writing out autographs. I think he he said he wants to help with like corporate partnerships and you know yeah. some other projects and content and things like that. So it's he's not going to be going to the office every day. Let's not fool ourselves. No, but. I kid Eli. I kid Eli. He's going to work. I don't think he he's not to your point the kind of guy that would make an empty statement like that and go in there and be a figurehead. He'll actually, whether it's robocalls, whether it's actually calling their biggest sponsors, whether it's being a part of team meetings, he'll get involved. I really do believe that. And uh, I do think it'll be good for the New York Giants, but it is fun to laugh at. It is fun uh, to laugh right. at Eli. It is fun to laugh. It's just fun to laugh at anything. That's why we're here. We are that's having right. a good time. That's my Eli sideline face. <laughs> that's Mike Smith. I'm still being Nothing held better. on his podcast voice. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing better than his SNL skit, though, when he's on the stand and they make him read the text messages that he was sending out to all the different women. You up? You up? You out? You up? You up? <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. See, one of my favorite, if you want to go down that road, my favorite uh, SNL sports uh, uh, skit was uh, Peyton, uh, Peyton doing the, the, kids. the kids. like uh, from the Best one ever. You so know good. Anyway. <laughs> so good. So good. All right. The last update we'll give before we let everybody loose for the week. And I know you guys have been waiting for this. I have a quick update on the e-scooter championships. Oh, thank God. Right. I know you guys have been waiting a couple of weeks. Athlete and model Jordan Rand, who, by the way, as I say, athlete and model, I want to f- emphasize the athlete. She was a three-time winner state championship track star before she went to New York to Manhattan College to run track and became a model and now is racing and doing all these things. She went to a premiere on a Ducati. They went out and bought a bike and has been driving around Manhattan for the last few years, and now she's in racing. She was just announced as one of the competitors in the e-scooter championship. So I did want to bring that up because I know you guys have been asking about the e-scooter championships for the past couple of weeks, the 62 mile an hour top speed scooters. It's going to revolutionize the sports industry. That seems dangerous. It doesn't sound safe. No, it really doesn't sound safe, but I'm sure it is. Chris, wake up. He did. He doesn't like motocross. He doesn't like racing. He doesn't like motorsports at all. I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. All right, guys. Thank you so much again. It's been wonderful catching up with each of you and talking about the sport topics for a week. I would give you one piece of advice on Valentine's Day. Send your signal. This is for Ben Zobra. Send your significant other an anonymous set of flowers. If she thanks you, if she doesn't bring it up, probably cheating with your pastor. (laughs) See you guys next week. (laughs) 